San Antonio Spurs Nation, what's going on? Thank you for listening to the Spurs Tube podcast. Thank you for following on Twitter. Thank you for following on Instagram, subscribing on iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast jam on. We're there. Check out the YouTube channel. Follow us on Facebook. Wherever you are on your social platform, follow us. Give us a follow. Spurs season is over. The last episode that I recorded was kind of like a little preview episode for the playing game. So we're going to talk about the playing game a little bit. We're also going to talk about, um, or, or we're going to do a little mini reflection of the season and, and what, what some of the highlights were and what some of the lowlights were and, and kind of what, what the end scope is, you know, at, you know, now that we're finished and everything's said and done, you know, what is the new scope for the San Antonio Spurs? And then we're going to look at what's next, what's coming up next. What do, what do we got to be aware of as, you know, Spurs fans and and uh, what's going on with the Spurs organization moving forward. So all that coming up. Go Spurs, go. So the Spurs lose in the play-in game for the second year in a row, 103 to 113 to the New Orleans Pelicans. Kind of the same, same, uh, same story, different day, right here with the Spurs in this in this playing scenario. I know going into it, Pop kept referring to it as a learning tool and, and, and we're using it as a developmental tool to get guys better. And let them play in games, gain, gain experience of like games that hacks that actually have stake to them. You know what I mean? So it's it's a good learning experience. I've talked about that a lot. How how important that was. And you know what? Just for the second year in a row, we we took we took a beat a beat down straight up. Um, you know, going into it, I remember saying that that they scare me only because of their experience, and that's exactly what killed us. You know, McCullum was like, "This is just another day in the park for me." Uh, Valanciunas did us dirty, you know, Brandon Ingram went to work. Those guys just have already kind of have big game experience. So, you know, we, they, they took advantage of that and, and we were kind of shell shocked for a little while. Um, you know, talking about this game, um, in, in, in the perspective of what it meant for the Spurs, you know, I thought there was a couple of interesting points from this game that we can take away. And one, it's it's pretty cool that Devin Vassell and Joshua Primo both got the start in this game. I think moving forward, that's huge for this organization. Um, Devin Vassell was ready to go from the get-go. I think he had, he had two threes to start the game. Um, you know, these guys were ready to play, Devin Vassell in particular. And that's kind of what I've been harping on all season long is that he's the guy that's that's ready to go. That you got to run your offense through this guy. I, I honestly think that the Spurs need to quit messing around and and next year run a lot of sets for Devin Vassell. You know, if you're trying to score baskets, I think you can you can do that with him. You know, you can you can run your 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 machine through Devin Vassell. He's the, he's that good. Um, he showed that that he was ready to go in this game. He was one of the guys that impressed me. Uh, Devin Vassell finished with 23 points in, in 37 minutes, two rebounds, three assists. I mean, he was our leading scorer for the game. He was he was awesome. Um, you know, and then you know, look, looking at Dejounte, Dejounte had some highs and lows. Obviously, he got into foul trouble. Um, 
played 34 minutes on the night, 16 points, nine rebounds, five assists, and a lot of that was was done in the second half. You know, we all know we all know that story. Um, but you know, looking looking back at the film, which I've I've seen the first quarter again, I've seen the second quarter. Um, you know, DJ. DJ made a lot of mistakes, and I think he can definitely grow from this. Um, even though he's been our best player all year, um, he can take a lot from this game on on you know staying staying cool and avoiding foul trouble was one is the obvious one. But you know there were some offensive rebounds that he gave up. There was some um, lanes to the basket that he gave up as well. Um, so you know I think you know we were gonna be as good in this game as Dejounte like let us right if Dejounte was was on another level in this game I'm pretty sure a couple other guys would have risen to that occasion as well but with Dejounte being out you know the majority of the first half and and him himself kind of I think being you know playing a subpar game then then I think even he would would set his bar his standard to um led to just kind of everyone else being mediocre and that's kind of what it was you know Keldon Johnson was was that next mediocre mediocre guy, right? I mean, Keldon, another, you know, back-to-back uh, dud from in this playing game from Keldon Johnson. And, and we're not going to evaluate his whole season or his player trajectory, player development trajectory over this game. But it, it, it should be said that, you know, we needed him to come up big in both of these games for the past two seasons, and he hasn't done it. So, you know, if that's a knock for him to motivate him, then I, I, I suggest he use that as a knock to motivate him moving forward so um you know it's 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 important for kate for keldon to to uh to let it soak a little bit that he could he could have he could have you know this could have been a, an opportunity for him to kind of showcase himself a little bit finish with 15 5 and 4 uh in 40 minutes played the most and you know Kel, keldon had a really nice stretch I think it was in third or in the fourth quarter where he scored like six, eight in a row, something like that. You know, I, and and my whole takeaway from Keldon, I've been thinking about doing a, a my next episode uh, being kind of just focused on Keldon. Um, but, you know, in this season, I think he proved a lot to me that he can be an offensive hub. I really do. I think you can, you know, but again, it's like we, we got to start helping these guys out. Like I say, we got to start running sets for Devin. We got to run sets for Keldon. Kind of those Kawhi Lamarcus sets where we bring them to the mid mid range, we bring them to the to the low block. You know, we try to get them close to the basket and let them work. I think Keldon can be that type of guy. And then you know his his shooting this this year was awesome, right? So, but uh, but another kind of subpar for performance from Keldon. Um, you know, once Yaka Pearl got got injured once or not injured once he once he got in foul trouble, I should say. Sorry, once he got in foul trouble and. That's that's another thing too with Jakob. You know, we're gonna talk about the whole season in general in a little while and how Jakob was awesome and and he had a breakout season. I I, I would say, um, but in this game he picked up two silly fouls. Man, he picked up two silly fouls early. Um, caught his hand in the cookie jar once, and then you know fouled uh, Jonas Valanciunas like on a last second uh, of the shot clock. Hail Mary type shot and fouls him. It's like two silly fouls. And then as soon as Jakob got out of the game, Zach Collins in, uh, entered. And man, poor Zach Collins. He They went at him as soon as he, he checked in. CJ McCollum was probably on the other side saying, guys, he hasn't played like in two years. You know, this and that. Go at him. Go at him. And, and everybody went at him. McCollum went at him. Brendan Ingram 
as soon as that sub happened was that huge dunk from from Brandon Ingram. So um, they hunt head hunted him um, from the from the perimeter. Um, Herb Jones and all those guys, they all took it right to his face many, many times. So um, tough game for Zach Collins. But, you know, he 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 played hard as well. Um, but, you know, you know, another takeaway from this game that I can't help um but notice is Lonnie Walker, you know, Lonnie Walker checked in and hit some buckets, man. And and he was huge. He had 12 points. Um, going back to Jakob really quick, Jakob finished with 16 and 9. Not a bad stat night, but I mean, we it's it's we can't start the game off with DeJounte and Jakob getting into foul trouble. That's that's the best case scenario for the Pelicans, and, and that's what happened. Um But Lonnie Walker was able to come in uh 16 minutes and hit a couple baskets there in the first half to get us going a little bit. Um, so he kind of, he, you know, that's, that's been the pro to Lonnie all, all season and his whole career is that he can hit shots. Excuse me. I've never taken away the fact that Lonnie can hit shots, but you know, what was kind of telling, you know, in this, in this game is that in this contract year with Lonnie having, you know, um, in need of opportunity this to, to prove himself in, in many different ways. I think in this game, you can say he proved himself to be a shooter, a guy who can score the ball. Um, but even for the Spurs in this game, this was this was the, the depth chart. It was Zach Collins for Jakob, J- Josh Richardson, Trey Jones, and then Lonnie off the bench. So Lonnie was the fourth guy off the bench, the second guard off the – the third guard off the bench – and then you had Keita Bates Diop come in in the second quarter. Um, that just kind of goes to show you. I think the Spurs kind of already know. You know, they know that Lonnie can't really be trusted in in these type of games. He finished with sixteen minutes. You know, that's that's um, you know just above Josh Primo. Josh Primo, who started this game, which I thought was good for him. He had a couple moments here and there, but he only finished with ten minutes because. Uh, he was giving up, you know, some things on the defensive side of the ball as well. And, and um, Coach Pop wasn't having it, right? And uh, he wasn't hitting, you know, he didn't score two rebounds, two assists. Um, you know, went with Trey Jones for, for 17 minutes over, over Primo, you know. Uh, Lonnie Walker was 16 minutes. So, you know, you know, Richardson finished with 32. We left him in the game a lot. He, he, he ate a lot of minutes. So Lonnie Walker, you know, it was just kind of telling, foreshadowing that I don't think the Spurs really have plans for him um, to be that sixth man because we sure could have used him against the Pelicans um, moving forward, you know. So, you know, that was just kind of all she wrote. They, they, they had control of the game from beginning to end. We made it close. I think we cut it to six at one point in the fourth quarter, and we gave up an offensive rebound and and they scored and then it, it ballooned back up to 15 just like that and that that was the game we had a moment there at the end to get back into it when, when we did cut it to six but but it wasn't going to happen and um you know another lesson learned uh for the spurs young players and um the pelicans you know um they're a good team they lost the first game to phoenix and phoenix is, is the better team by far phoenix is really really good for like way deeper than than the New Orleans can even dream of. Um, they can, Phoenix can can 
work New Orleans in a lot of different ways where I feel like New Orleans can win some games against Phoenix, but they their 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 big guys have to go off. Like their guns have to go off for 20, 30 each in order for them to win. So so we'll see how that goes. All right, guys. So when we come back, we're gonna talk a little bit about the season in review and, and how I feel about, you know, what this year overall meant for the Spurs moving forward. When we get right back. All right, so let's talk about the year in review for the San Antonio Spurs. Um, expectations, did we exceed them? I'd say we met them, right? I think just about everybody thought that the Spurs were were going to make the play-in and be right one of those fringe teams. I, I remember saying on, on my YouTube channel a long time ago, last offseason, we were doing live shows uh, in the offseason, was that you know the Spurs are going to be just as good as we were last year and I don't think we're, we're going to be able to be bottom of the conference because in order to be bottom of the conference I mean you really gotta you gotta be bad and you know the Spurs are going to compete and we know that so I never really thought that was in the book so the Spurs finished 34 and 48 for the season that's 10th in the west um uh and you know going to start talking about some highlights of this season. What were some good things from this season? You definitely have to start off with Coach Pop, you know, winning the all-time record. Um, that was a special moment for for any, anyone who's been a part of the organization or a fan of the organization or have cared for this team or anything along the way. We know Pop and and everyone uh, adores him. And, uh, you know, we, we, we celebrate for him because we know he's not going to do it himself. So him, you know, breaking that all-time wins record and, and being the statistical goat, now it's like you can't even argue it. It's like, who has the most wins? Coach Pop. All-time? All-time. Okay, well, I think we know who the goat is. Um, are there better coaches maybe this season? Sure. Um, but all time, we know it's we know it's pop. So that was a special moment. Then you got to go to Dejounte being an all star and and him just continuing to get better and continuing to show us that he can do more and he can evolve and he can continue to um, you know unfold different layers to his game that I'm not even sure he knew that he had. But he's gonna put in work and and I've heard him I've heard him say many times that when you put in the work, um, you know good things are gonna happen. Um, you know, so I think DeJounte's been, you know, that foundation piece for the Spurs. I think this year it was um it was now kind of etched in stone that DeJounte is gonna be that guy that we try to build around or at least have him be one of those main two or three guys um that are gonna lead this franchise moving forward. I mean, he's still extremely young in in basketball years. Uh so you know, him being an all-star this year, an all-star sub, um, but still an all-star. Um, and him showing that he can shoot the three, he can hit big shots in the fourth quarter, um, he can lead the league in steals. I mean, he's nominated for, uh, you know, um, most improved player. That's something to shoot. I wanted to talk about from the beginning of the show. That's my bad. Um, but shout out to DeJounte for, for being nominated a finalist, top three in the NBA for most improved player in the league. So, you know, only only more growth spurts to come for DeJounte. This year we asked him to do a lot. I think this year we asked him to do just about everything, you know, and he, and he dang near averaged a triple double, you know. So, you know, he he came through for the for the Spurs this season. Um, and, you know, 
that was one of the highlights of of this year um the next is 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 Keldon Johnson. You know, I want to talk about Keldon Johnson's year and and the shooting has to be talked about. It's the obvious one. It's the one that everyone knows that he's been one of that's been that's been something that no one saw coming this season was how well he was going to shoot the ball. And um, you know, I just have to join jump on that bandwagon cuz I did not see that coming. Um I knew he was going to probably shoot it just as good or if not just a little bit better, but to to be as efficient as he was was in, was extremely impressive. And you know, talking about KJ, the reason why I'm kind of really excited for him and I actually do rate his season pretty high is because he showed to me like in certain games that he's able to to score the ball. I I don't think we ran anything for him this year. We gave him maybe like, I don't know, 20, 30 possessions total or something like that, just like on the block to 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 go to work. And I talked about it earlier in the pod how I think Keldon can be an offensive go-to guy. But we just got to get him in the right spots. We got to get him closer to the basket and then let him be able to dominate and transition and shoot the ball the way he did this year. But let's help him get easier shots around the rim, uh, better matchups, you know, stuff like that. Let's run some things for Keldon. So Keldon actually proved a lot to me um, this season. Um, another highlight was was Devin Vassell and how he played um, real quickly. Joshua Primo. Um, Going up and down from the G League all, all season was was a big developmental boost booster for him. Um, the Spurs did the Spurs thing and sent him to Austin, but they also kept him around a lot. I mean, he was going up and down, all traveling all around the country. I'm sure, jo- you know, going from from Austin with the Austin Spurs to the San Antonio Spurs from, you know, game from day to day, you know? So, so I think he developed a lot. We saw him have a lot of bright spots and I think he is a bright spot of the season, just kind of in, in, a, in an overview. We're not going to get into specifics, but, but those are some, some big, um, some big positives moving forward. The, like I said earlier, the emergence of Jakob Pertl, Um I'm not quite sure if he's the big guy of the future. Um, but I think Jakob definitely wrote, raised his stock this this season. I mean, I think he's value, so much more valuable now than he was in the beginning of the season. And I'm thinking the Spurs, you know, might take a couple calls about Jakob. Um, but I think that was such a great thing this year was seeing him develop and show so much more of his bag and what type of player Jakob really is. Um, and love the effort that Jakob put out as well. He was, you know, a, a league leader in rebounds and blocks um, for the majority of the season. So so shout out to Jakob for having a, a breakout season. Now, something that, you know, a low light was the fact that we had to lose some guys. Excuse me, Derek White in particular, who's now enjoying a nice run here with the Boston Celtics, and they might actually be the best team in the East. Um, Derek White it was a was a huge favorite of mine. I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. The way he plays defense, the way he runs pick and rolls, loved it. Loved everything about Derek White. So seeing him go really hurt. Um, it really did, though. Need it needed to happen, and I, I would never say that you know before it actually did happen, but. But seeing what the Spurs wanted to do with him, it needed to happen. I mean, if we were absolutely, positively, 100% never going to give him a point guard spot again on this squad because DeJounte was that guy 
and Derek White was too good to come off the bench and and be the backup point guard and we're going to start them both and they, it just was not going to work it was just never going to work between him and um DeJounte right so so if the Spurs were going DeJounte all the way it, it really uh we gave we gave Derek White a season or two seasons to show that he can play next to DeJounte and and be a, a, a reliable shooter scorer but he couldn't, you know, you know, Derek White was basically the co-point guard out there. And and this team just wasn't going to be that good with those two guys not being able to get it going. You know, there was there was a world out there where Derek White had no trouble shooting the basketball this year. And he's probably still on the on the Spurs team. But the fact is, he didn't. And it's been two seasons already. And, you know, DeJounte's an all-star and the Spurs had to move on. And, and to me, you know, I think and a lot of, you know, Spurs fans in general, that was that was a hard pill to swallow. Uh, Drew Eubanks as well. Getting traded was was one that hurt a little bit as well. Hope Drew does well wherever he ends up. Um, Thaddeus Young, you know, whatever. He was just here for for a little while. Um you know, but but kind of finishing off this like trade, the whole this whole trade season, um, this was, I think part one. This season was part one of the f- like the final dust settling from the whole Kawhi uh, thing, the whole Kawhi drama, right? Like we 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 got DeRozan is gone now, Lamarcus is gone now, like all those guys, all the vets are gone and in the playoffs, right? They're all in the playoffs. You know, Patty Mills, Rudy Gay, they're all in the playoffs. Um and you know, the dust has settled. We we we've, we've made some decisions with with some of our guys. Um the the second part to to the final, I think the final dust settling from all that mess is this offseason right and what the spurs do this offseason um but you know regarding what 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 this season did for player development it was a great thing Dejounte developed Derek. uh i'm sorry not Derek. uh devin vassell developed keldon developed um jacob joshua primo trey jones got some a lot more run this year uh, second half of the season as well. Um, so, you know, player development was good for these young guys that we know are going to be around for, for a, a, a long time. And, you know, this was as close to tanking as the Spurs are ever going to get. You know, I've said it a few times, the Spurs will never lose games, but they will, um, you know, figure out a way to to make themselves as as least competitive as as they ever did. And I think that's what they did this year. Look, I've been saying this all season that the Spurs have been playing this kind of move the ball, move the ball, um, share it. We're not running any plays for anybody. Everyone just kind of has to has to be ready to go and prove something. It was like a tryout season. The style of offense was going to lead to us not being good. That's just what I think. You know, that's exactly that's just what I think. The Spurs set themselves up to to get their best draft odds by running an offense that's not going to be all that great. And it's kind of going to set the players up individually to showcase if they're ready to go or not. And we saw this year who was and who was not ready to go. And, you know, it was kind of like that tryout year. And the Spurs are are going to move forward, you know, and, and evaluated this year. It was basically just all it was. It was a development and an evaluation year, you know, on all these guys. Everyone got opportunity. The ball was moving. 
right? We're, we're letting everybody cook. We're letting Keldon cook. We're letting Lonnie cook. Trey Jones got opportunity to cook. Um, Jakob, right? Everyone, everyone got touches, man. Doug McDermott, right? Everyone was able to touch the ball. And that's, a, that's a, honestly, it's a refreshing thing. It's a refreshing thing because for the past four years, five years, when it's been LaMarcus and DeMar and, or LaMarcus and Kawhi, no, you know, a lot of these guys didn't get to develop, you know, because they only had specific roles. You know, we really took the reins off and let these guys play. But at the end of the day, it wasn't going to be good enough. I think that's something that everyone kind of knew. I, I thought we could have been better if we would have ran certain sets for DeJounte and certain sets to get Keldon's in certain spots and, and things like that. But we just weren't doing that. It was like a spread offense, um, small ball offense. Everybody touches the ball, just driving kick and, and hit open shots. You know, so we weren't going to be that good. I digress. Um, the season ended and I think the goal was semi accomplished. We, we got the ninth pick. We've acquired assets. Um, we got two new draft draft picks, uh, from, uh, two new first round draft picks from the deal with Boston and Toronto. Um, they're going to be late first rounders, but Hey man, we might be able to package them, move up. We'll see. We'll see what, what gets cooking, uh, around draft time with these picks, especially on draft night. Um, but ultimately the Spurs are in a great position, right? So we're going to talk about what's next for the Spurs um, when we get right back. A lot of people have been saying that this might be one of the most interesting Spurs off seasons. Uh, it's true. It's very true. Um, not only because in the draft, we have three first round picks and a second round pick, I believe. Um, I'm not sure how many second rounders, if it's one or two, but I know we acquired the Lakers first round pick as well. Um, so, you know, that's that's one reason to be very excited about this offseason uh, is because the draft uh, can can go in all types of directions. We can trade them. We can package them. We can just keep the three picks and get three new first round players on our team and 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 really get better. You know what I mean? I I don't hate the sound of ha- having three new first round players on our squad. You know, so you know that's you know we're trading them up to to get two or something like that. I don't know. So so good things with the draft coming. Um, we might even package these draft picks together to get a, a player, you know what I mean? So, or, you know, to, I don't know, you know, so we, we'll see. Um, but in 2022, the, the draft events are in order of this order, right? You got the combine starting in May, mid-May. Um, the NBA lottery is on May 17th, Right, May seventeenth is the lottery. So right now the Spurs I think have around a twenty percent chance as at a top four pick, which sounds great to me. I'll take it. I like nine. I think right now we're 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 sitting at nine. Um it's been twelve, eleven, and then we skipped ten now this year. Like twelve was Devin Vassell and then eleven was Primo. And then uh we might have nine this year. We'll see who that is, right? So expect good things there. And draft night is in June. Draft night is on June twenty third. And then after draft night happens, soon after that, we'll have free agency and then things will get very interesting. The Spurs are very flexible. We've talked about that in previous episodes, how they have so many non-guaranteed contracts on their book. Trey Jones, Jock Landale, Zach Collins, 
Keita Bates, Diab, they're all non-guaranteed. So there is a world where the Spurs have to let those guys go because why? Maybe we're drafting three new guys this year, right? We're going to have to make space somewhere. Um, and then you got Lonnie Walker, who's going to be a free agent this year. And, you know, I think all signs point to we're going to let him walk. Um, if he is back, I don't hate it. I love Lonnie Walker as a player, as a person. Um, I think he still has that high ceiling. We just got to, you know, we got to get it together. We got to figure it out. And I'm willing to do that with Lonnie Walker because he's bought into the system. He's bought into the culture. Um, but he definitely is going to be coming off the bench, you know, like a just, you know, in a limited role, limited role. So we'll see, you know, we'll see how that goes. He can have a jump still. Lonnie Walker can still have a jump. But um, I would bet on the Spurs not bringing him back. Um, so, you know, that's a lot of, you know, that's a lot of space on your roster, you know, and, and, you know, we got Romeo Langford who's still around that the Spurs, that might be the Spurs new project. A lot of people say he's the Boston Lonnie Walker, like he gets hurt, he has good flashes, but never really consistent. That's what they say about Romeo Langford. <laughs> it's the same thing that, that we say about Lonnie Walker. Um, so you never know. Um, I honestly think that if the Spurs package Yaka Pirtle and Josh Richardson, I think we're both going to be on expiring deals next year. They can get something back really nice for those two guys. I think I think any any type of team would love to have those two dudes. You know, like um, looking at who's in the lottery right now. Let me see if I go to Tank Tankathon. Let's see what let's simulate a draft order. Um, let me see. Uh, reset. Let's see. Uh, so you got Houston, Orlando. Look, let's look at who's in front of us. Um, New Orleans, Sacramento, Portland, Indiana, Oklahoma City, Detroit, Orlando, Houston. I don't know if any of them would be interested in Jakob and Josh Richardson. Um, you know, but if we can package those two guys. Um, to either move up in the draft, that's why I'm looking at these guys, or to try to package them in for a pretty dang good player or for another future first-round draft pick, or or I don't know. We'll see. But I just don't see them. I love Josh Richardson. Honestly, I would love for him to be a spur for a long time. It just doesn't – it's just it's just kind of like too easy to kind of, you know, I think he's very, very valuable, and a lot of teams would love to have him. So, you know, if we're in this asset-getting mode – I think those two guys in a, in a trade, being involved in a trade, I see it happening. I see it more likely than not. So, you know, we'll see what happens with that. So this offseason is going to be very interesting. The Spurs can really pivot. They can really pivot into something more competitive next season. Um, we have the draft picks. We have the assets. We have the contracts. We can really make it happen. We have the all-star, you know, where we have the cap space. We're, we're going to be in, in good hands thank you guys for listening thank you guys for 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 subscribing to this podcast make sure you rate it five stars head over to the youtube channel follow us there and follow us on twitter all right at rtj underscore spurs tube tv or at spurs tube tv uh and follow us on instagram at spurs tube tv as well all right spurs nation we'll get back to it uh soon i'm planning more content for the youtube channel i'm working on keeping this train going for you guys. So I appreciate y'all for listening. Go Spurs go.